received your instructions. Touch cards if you like. Let's fight. Welcome, welcome to Cam Blue's Bout Business MMA Podcast. <laughs> Lou Finicaro. Boom! A production of GreenRollMedia.com, the world's premier sports betting podcast network, rooted in fabulous Las Vegas, Nevada. 100%! Now, it's fight weekend, and it is time to touch gloves with the most decorated mixed martial arts betting analyst in the business. He's your host of our main event. You ready? Bring it on! Come on! Come on. And he's all about business. Lou Finacaro. Fight fans, welcome. This week it's the Las Vegas 70 edition of Gamblu's Bout Business Podcast. It seems like each week we get another country or two to add into the listenership. And for that, we can't be more grateful, totally flattered. The fact that there's fight diehards, fight enthusiasts at every corner of the globe excites me. Couple of things before we get started. In 1987, when Sugar Ray Leonard was awarded a decision over Hagler in a fight I judged the other way, I was so distraught with boxing, I left it. Me, a boxing diehard that had been around since the 71 Frazier Ali original fight in Madison Square Garden. The point that I'm trying to make is that for many years I had no combat sports to enjoy. And then in 2001, when uh, the Gracie family showed up to fight these bouncers and these strong men and would submit them in 30 seconds dressed in pajamas, I was totally intrigued. Flash forward to now, and this old boxing fan gets to handicap the UFC. And in the UFC, 40 to 44 times a year, you have fight cards like the one this week, or more importantly, like the one last week that was top to bottom fire, or like the one that's going to happen next week, John Jones, Cyril Ghosn, and a plethora of other high-end fights in boxing. You never got that. My total point here is that I see everywhere I look, people calling this such a bad card and and giving the UFC heat for put. Listen, there's a lot of fighters in the organization. They need fights. I'm going to leave the matchmaking to the UFC and just request that they continue to serve us up 40 to 44 fight cards a year because we'll be here for every single one of them. And that's that. Let's flash forward to today. And we'll do a little accounting from last week. We put a brick on the wall, didn't make a lot. But look, last year, favorites ran 67%. Out of the gate this year, so too are we seeing a 67% favorite rate. That's high. Does it correct? Maybe not. I can tell you the Bout Business podcast sits at 11 and 12, plus a unit and a half, We're matriculating profit, 7% ROI, nothing to write home about. It's early in the year, and we're just building the foundation. But we're profitable, and important is that 11 and 12. Got to try and remain close to 48 49% for the kind of profit that I'm going to need to matriculate to matter at the end of 2023. Future review. Next week's 285. Now, 
Let's just remember the Bout Business Podcast next week is going to drop on Thursday. You're going to get some of the releases here today. You're going to get the final result on Thursday. And then from Friday through the weekend, I'll be away from social media and everything and unable to communicate. So just beware that that drops early next week. So far, all we have brewing on that card is John Bones Jones, who we were quick to jump on at that plus 115 opener. He's now minus 150, minus 160. And the real betting on that fight won't start until after this event is over. So part of the battle is good. We have uh, line value sitting in our pocket. Now we're going to just need the GOAT to go out there and out-wrestle Gagne, and that's what I believe is going to happen. We also have Corey Sanhagen, minus 150, sitting for the March 25th event. That's all the futures that we have working. I'm going to hand out two or three more of them as we go through the podcast today. But before we do, let's start with this Las Vegas 70 event, and we'll begin with the first fight on the card will be our round one. And in round one, first fight of the night, incoming debuter, Nurulo Aliyev, a Russian fighter, 22 years old. He's gonna have two inches of height, four inches of reach on his Brazilian counterpart. Almost a blanket statement is that when Russia fights Brazil, Russia wins. How? Because they take him to the third round when the Brazilian gasses and doesn't want to fight anymore and the Russian grinds him out. That's a blanket statement that almost all Russia-Brazil fights adhere to. Now, many people are going to get upset at that, but doggone it if it isn't true. Now, knowing that's true, I'm breaking the mold here. This Nerullo better be the second coming because he's stepping in from contender to take on this kid Alves who has fought the likes of Dober, Diakese, went to decision with Demiris Magulov. Listen, the level of competition that Alves has been in with, coupled with the way he fights and his results, set this up to be the epitome of a PhD and MMA fight. And in this fight, round one, it's my belief, Alves, who opened a plus 180, now he's just plus 165, been a little bit of a flow in on the veteran Brazilian. Alves, plus 165, I believe, will award this young Aliyev, who may go on to be a sensation. But a fighter with eight and O record never been into the UFC, I think they're feeding Alves one because they owe him one. All they've done is put him in with killers. Round one, Rafael Alves, plus 165. Be patient, watch the line. If you could get it up to 170, 175, patience may reward you. If you see the line tick down a penny or two, jump and make sure you get Alves at his best price. Now let's move into round two. Round two, we're still on the undercard, and I can't help but think it, yeah, it's the Monkey King, this Jordan Levitt. 
we had him against Patty the Batty because I believe he'd show better than that. He showed poorly. He's on the bounce. Again, he's taking on a kid in Vic the Brick Martinez from Texas that enters this fight, a, a debuter himself further. It's been since September 21 that he's competed. These guys were originally scheduled to fight some time ago. The thing's been rebooked. Levitt, four years the younger man, will have a slight height and reach advantage. But to me, the difference in this fight is his acumen and game, his fight arsenal. He's an excellent submission specialist. Should this fight stay on the feet, Martinez will be in his best position. But when I look at the total, two and a half under minus 160, it vomits Jordan Levitt. Levitt by submission, juicy, but we're going to play round two safe. Jordan Levitt, minus 115, minus 120 for one unit, and we will lay the minus 115 to win a full unit. Before we get to round three, let's talk about UFC 285 next week. couple of fights that I think that we want to move on right away. The first fight, Vivian Arujo against Amanda Ribas. Listen, if I'm wanting to go out on a date with one of these two beautiful young ladies, I'm definitely picking Ribas. Got a vivacious personality. She's really bubbly, always smiling, but her mixed martial arts game is only good. This Vivian Arujo is a bad woman, mean intentions, and she's going to be a bigger woman. And she's plus 110 currently. We're going to take that immediately. And you can get that at DraftKings or anywhere you shop. And for the second release, I'm going to use a parlay. One of the fighters is on today's card. And the second half of the parlay is a fighter that's going to be on next week's card. In this case, Mike Mallett in the Battle of the Canadians. We got Mallet against Liness is going to be an unbelievable battle. If we can get Mallet into round two, I think Liness will gas and Mallet will be able to finish him. We're not going to get too cocky with this. We're going to take the simple Mike Mallet minus 215, and we're going to pair him with a fighter next week that I am just completely enamored with. And I believe he's in, a, again, another very favorable position. Uh, the name is Cameron Simon. That's spelled S-A-A-I-M-A-N. He's fighting Mana Martinez. Simon currently minus 250. We're going to put Simon together with Malot. One unit invested returns 1.06 units. If Malot loses, then we will take the loss on this week's card. Obviously, if Mallet wins and we carry into Simon next week, we will, number one, have a fighter price 250 at a dog situation as well. We will then record the result after next week's card. Now let's move into round three. Round three and four were really busy, and we're right at the co-main and main event. So round three, Andre Muniz, Brendan Allen been talking about the fight all week, been waffling on the fight all week. And in this case, I'm just going to stick to my early guns. Look, this Muniz is a 
singularly dimensioned Brazilian jiu-jitsu savant. He's huge for the division, chiseled out a rock, and he does a great job of getting people where he wants them so that he can choke them out, break their arm, or put them in a heel hook, make them cry. He's 11th ranked in the division, and he travels in from Brazil to face Brendan Allen, who's just outside the rankings, trying to get in. Allen traditionally is reckless, fights with poor IQ. Sometimes rather than all in, he fights all chin because he tends to be really, really low IQ'd in his fights. However, in this fight, he wins, he can take Munez's top 15 position. The focus must be able to overcome his low IQ, meaning he's got to listen to his corner in this fight and keep it standing. He regards himself as a great grappler. He cannot succumb to the temptation to go and grapple Munez right out of the block. He'll get subbed and I'll look like a complete fool. I'm trusting Allen to use focus, take coaching. He's at a stage in his career where this is a critical, critical fight for him. Mixed martial arts in the UFC is a combination of everything. Allen's striking will be far superior to Muniz's. And provided Allen can get Muniz into the second round, make him uncomfortable, and make him have to work as well, walk into a couple of punches and some body shots, this fight can change diametrically. Currently, Allen, plus 195, be patient. I really want 200 for this, so I haven't bet it yet. I'm watching it with everything I have. I believe there's more Mooney's money coming in. Round three, Brendan Allen, plus 195, but put the brakes on, I'm not done yet. I believe this fight currently lined one and a half over minus 150. I believe that Allen's fight game has to be similar to Uriah Hall's is to take Munia's deep, make him work late. I believe that's how this fight goes. And for that reason, besides the straight unit bet on Brendan Allen, round three also involves a one unit bet that the fight begins round three, available at DraftKings, plus 110. Now we'll move into the main event in round four. Obviously, in the main event, we got Krilov against Spahn. Again, another fight I've talked about all week. Love the fight, love the styles. Krilov is a guy that of his 26 wins, 21, have been round one stoppages. And we look at the other clown, and he's just as bad. Span, 18 wins, 16 in the first round. We know Span, huge, again, another huge guy for the division. He's a couple inches taller. He's got a couple inch of reach advantage and a little bit with his legs. Span is a guy that's a front runner. He's a bully. He wants to come right out, back opponents up, let them feel his power, and then they either wilt or succumb to the power. However, 
The way to handle a bully is to bully the bully. And when Span is either bullied or forced to play a durable game and take the fight into the second, middle of the second round and use mental willpower and fortitude, he has shown himself to be vulnerable. And I really, really like the fact that this Krilov comes in here, second UFC stint, been in with a much higher level of competition. And while he's a finisher also, he has the more sound developed mixed martial arts arsenal. I believe he's better on the ground. Now, Ryan Spann's got a tremendous submission game and Krilov can sometimes like Allen be a little bit low on IQ, but if Krilov fights the intelligent, diligent fight, he takes this fight into round two then systematically takes Ryan Span apart. So round four, Krilov, currently priced minus 165, minus 170. Again, where you shop, I'm using DraftKings lines as well. I really believe in the position that Krilov has the durability to take Span into the second round. Everybody, including Span, knows that's gotta be his plan. For that reason, Main event starts round two, currently priced minus 135 at DraftKings. We will take that as an addition into round four at 135 to win one full unit. That's today's Bout Business Podcast. We've got one fight tied to next week. I hope everyone enjoys the evening. We're going to win a couple of dollars here, put another brick on the wall, and we'll speak with you next week when the Bout Business Podcast returns Thursday. Good luck, everybody. Boom! That's it! That is it! Unbelievable! That was insane! You've been locked into Gamblue's Bout Business MMA Podcast featuring Lou Finicaro. Hit our subscribe button and never miss out on Lou's behind-the-scenes access to the world of MMA. Of all the superlatives. Tomorrow's good that hand is ridiculous. Oh, my goodness. Bam! The legs go. I mean, that is clean. Want the best sports betting podcast on the board? Look no further than GreenRollMedia.com each and every weekend. GreenRoll's covering the NFL, college football, and MMA better than anyone. Bringing you behind the counter of the most well-renowned sports books in Las Vegas. That's GreenRollMedia.com. GreenRollMedia.com. Home of the world's premier sports betting podcast network.